1: Thanks for tuning in to the Growth Island podcast again today. My name is Matt and I got the pleasure of being your host. So we all breathe every single day, but how many of you actually consider how you could optimize your breathing and how it could change your stress situation, your performance, your sleep, being able to actually be in cold water for ages, which a lot of Danes are doing right now. Well, for that, I got an expert in. He's a badass breather. He's a cold water swimmer. He is fit as, and I don't want to curse on the podcast too much, but fit as fuck as well, when you see some of his videos as well, which is pretty inspiring. He uh, has been trained as a bulletproof coach and also certified with several different breathwork methodologies, such as the Wim Hof Method, the Oxygen Advantage, and the Breathology, if I pronounce it right. So I am really happy that I got Lee Irvin in today on the podcast. Thank you so much, Lee.
0: Thanks, mate. It's good to see you, and it's good to be here.
1: So, Lee, you do cold water, but you came from Australia, and then you got into breathing. How did the uh, how did all that happen?
0: Well, the moving to Finland was a kind of a key component of that. I was like, I got hit with the cold almost immediately. You know what I mean? So uh, you can't you can't live in this part of the world. It comes naturally for people like yourself. You know, mm. living in Denmark, Sweden, Norway, Finland. But as an Australian, you know we we're used to that warmer climate, so it was a huge adjustment for me to you know get used to that. And I actually didn't really like the like too much the, the cross country skiing. Like it's fun, but um, you know we don't have so many big ski slopes here. So for me, it just ended up that the cold water was something I really enjoyed. And then of course, the sauna, the other Finnish pastime, and probably Northern Europeans love the sauna as well sort of the combination of those things that really that was just made me feel so good you know and then i started like experiencing the health benefits of that too no flus and i like i always felt happier and it was kind of a social thing as well so and a few beers too i gotta to say yeah <laughs> of course that was good it was a good introduction to the finnish culture for sure
1: it is so breathwork is something you specialize to fabric with why is it that breathwork is so important like what I read. I took this course on cell biology, and one of the things they talked about was oxygen is important for the cells. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's so important because it's the start of everything, right? I could say it like this, right? If you think about, if we allow ourselves to think about evolution for just a little second, if we really go back to the start of evolution, we were these like squeegee little kind of spineless things like moving around in the water and, you know, Water going through the gills and all that, and that's the energy is produced in a different way altogether. And in that, in those days, oxygen would have been known as a sort of a toxic substance. We couldn't have uh, used it or we couldn't have handled that at all. Fast forward millions and millions of years, and you know those little squidgy things would have got to the surface, poked the eyes above the surface, looked around, and then you know the physiology or the biology, let's say, uh, would have adapted and. And think about it, like how amazing it's been is that like evolution has not only allowed us to sort of like, um, handle oxygen, but to now you utilize it as a key or the primary function of how to, how we create energy in our bodies, right? I mean, you eat something, you've got glucose or whatever fuel coming into the body, your body can't use that energy until oxygen is introduced, breaks it down and creates a certain molecule. And that's the form of energy that we can actually use. Um, hmm to power ourselves and power ourselves. So it's quite quite fascinating when you really think about it like that. So that's why it's so important. It's the start and end of everything. And you could even say, right, in South American culture, like literally on a spiritual level, the soul, they say the soul comes into the body on the first breath and it Mm -hmm. leaves on the last breath. So it literally is the start and end of everything.
1: Got it. I I think another way of also stressing the importance of breath, right? We can live, weeks without food we can live days i'm not sure if we can live also a week without water we might be but we can live we how many days really. yeah, yeah yeah but how many minutes can we live without breath right that kind of yeah. tells something about the importance of way of stressing it as well and i find it interesting that we spend so little time discussing i know you are in the environment and you you work with it so of course you discuss a lot mm. more but it's it's not something that i often have dinner conversations with Except from when I started getting more into these health circles, biohacker circles, we start to talk about right. But it's it's such an important thing. We speak so much about food and so on, but but breath is essential.
0: Well, you know, there's just on that too, right? I mean, you've got um, there's a certain sub (laughs) sub subcategory of um, persons. You know, you have these different vegetarians. You have different, you know, like carnivore. All this, but there's also um, some people out there called breatharians. And they actually can function for a long times, month, even month at a time, on just light and air. Hmm. And they don't they don't consume any calories. Uh, they very rarely have water, and they're they're literally functioning from just breathing, and just the light from the sun, kind of like a plant in many in some ways in some in some areas of the world, you know
1: that is i'll have to find that that would be fun to get someone on the podcast that's uh yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah. fantastic so within breath like what there's many different techniques most people have heard about wim hof because he's been really good at doing stuff that seems impossible and crazy and many people know about the box breathing as well but like how would you someone getting into breathing being like all right this sounds kind of interesting i need to start doing some kind of breathing technique like how would you look at like where to start because there's so many different techniques is it just like wim hof because he's cool and he can like do impossible things or, or what would you suggest
0: well the first the starting point is to understand that you you are in control of your breath hmm. I mean, that's the that's the that's the first thing because it's an auton- it's an autonomous process that happens by itself but actually we can take control of it as well i've said many 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 times that like this is my favourite sort of analogy: is that you're in a car, uh, the car, you know your body, the vehicle is driving, and for the most part, for many of us, let's say, uh, we're in the passenger seat, with the head looking out the window, and the, everything's passing by. That's autonomous breathing; it's just happening. But what I'm, what I'm sort of, and me and others are saying is that if you actually jump to the driver's seat, or which, depending on which country you're in, <laughs> jump to the driver's seat. Um, you can actually take the steering wheel and drive, drive mm. the vehicle where you want to go. And I kind of say like observing the breath and understanding how it works biomechanically and then also the sort of like the way that it biochemically, how, it, how things occur because of the breath and how many systems it can actually influence in your body, even on hormonal level and um, everything else, the nervous system, for example. I mean, it's, it's quite interesting to just basically observe the breath. We call it conscious breathing, where you're sort of like allowing yourself to feel the air coming in. Are you breathing through the mouth? Are you breathing through the nose? Do you take a big breath of air in? How do you feel when you breathe more heavily or less heavily? Exhale longer? You know, all of these like little things. When you start understanding why you breathe, how you breathe, then you can start looking at this kind of, you know, maybe Wim Hof method or what, what, whatsoever, yogic breathing. Yeah. So just observing the breath is the entry point in understanding that you can control it and you can influence it, yeah.
1: So starting with really just like becoming conscious, stop up, feel how it feels to do different kind of breath, holding your breath and so on, which is, again, crazy how many people of us or how many have lost the sense of being able to feel themselves. So becoming aware of that and kind of like what feels good and so on. And right. then if someone is like, all oh, right, I want to like, that's fine, mess and leave, but I don't have enough time in my day. I just need something to help my performance. I think that approach mm. is not the right approach. That in itself tells you that you need to probably find a way to chill a little bit more. But there is limited amount of hours in the day. So I do respect that. But if someone is just like, I want performance, Lee, what kind of, what do you suggest? Give me, give me something.
0: No, nose, it's breathing. It's nose breathing, nose breathing it'll improve the imp- performance. And actually you there, I think like if you're talking about specifically biohackers, they love like little gizmos and gadgets, right? And one of the, without doubt, the most, the bang for the, the best bang for the buck is this little guy here. I yeah. don't know if there is, can you see it? Yeah. It's like a nasal dilator. This is a really good one because you pop it up in like, okay, I'll give you a demo. So if I breathe from my nose, can you see the side walls of the nostril hmm. as I breathe in? It kind of sucks down. It compresses. And this little guy here, when you put it in, it kind of looks a bit funny, let's be honest. It looks a little, it looks a little bit funny.
1: And for the but ones only of... listening, it's like a little plastic thing to put up in the nose that kind of opens yeah. up the nose a bit more.
0: Yeah. It keeps the nostrils open. And now <laughs> it does look, like I said, it looks a bit funny. But look. So you can see that it's very little so, so if you really if you really want to know um, you know this nasal dilator it it, it helps sort of like it, it opens up the nostrils and allows for a, a like a more airflow coming in yeah and as we know the the nasal breathing nasal breathing is actually uh, we're born nasal breathers it's the most natural way you'll see a baby born which is why they can kind of breathe and they're feeding at the same time. You know, you can hear them sort of (laughs) like snuffling away like that. It's very, very crucial to development of the craniofacial structure as well. Um, A lot of these things, there's even studies that show that um, children, let's say, not say babies, but children that breathe through their nose longer, um, have higher IQs, have better facial development, have more open airway so many benefits but something happens along the way where you know life or the stress of life the environmental factors um come into play and we sort of lose that and uh, that's why i believe that once you if you if you're looking at someone who's just looking at breathing for the first time the conscious conscious breathing and then like understanding why and how you're breathing but then you'll start to realize that what the difference between mouth and nose breathing It's much more calmer, it's much more relaxed, it's much more beneficial, and there's a multitude of ways or reasons why that is.
1: I try to breathe through my nose as much as possible. I've told as well, I had an interview with uh, Martin and Arthur on breathing as well, where they said, like, when you're running and so on, continue breathing through your nose as long as you can, it'll make you run longer. And I used that when I was uh, doing a boxing course. These
0: things here. These things here, yeah. I'm not joking. These, if you're running and you keep these in, you're going to be able to breathe through your nose longer. And if you're worried about snoring at night, sleep apnea, mm-hmm. the majority of people that experience sleep apnea or snoring, it can be for a few different reasons. For example, the head posture. So if your mm-hmm. neck is sort of like, if the pillow's too soft and you're kind of opening up the throat like this, you can kind of get that, you know, that sort of catching mm-hmm. at the back. But if you're keeping the head uh, correct, you have a stiff enough pillow. And maybe slightly, sometimes better to sleep slightly uh, on the side, not not straight back like that. You can even wear the na- nasal dilator at nighttime and you'll get the airflow. Yeah. Uh, you'll get the airflow. And it'll, it'll, it, for a lot of people, it, I won't say everybody, but for a lot of people, it helps for sure.
1: And what's the short scientific explanation why nose breathing is better than mouth breathing? Someone sitting like, hmm, that does not make sense. I breathe through my mouth and I'm doing really well.
0: Yeah, um, (laughs) I'm doing really well. It's kind of funny, Um, but yeah, the the short science of it is that we actually get better um, oxygen delivery, and it's the most hygienic way to breathe as well. When we breathe through our nose, obviously it goes through all the filtration here. You know, you have these little hairs here, you have the mucus inside the you know wall of the nose, and then of course you get this beautiful little build up of nitric oxide, which is kind of like a magic uh, molecule in, in a way. Uh, helping people through these COVID times too, uh, mm-hmm. which is really important to breathe through the nose during COVID because uh, you get, or any viruses actually, it gets filtered through here. The mucous membrane actually catches a lot of the pathogens and bacterias, which is why we need to blow the nose away. Mm-hmm. But the nitric oxide actually is a vasodilator. And that means that all the blood vessels open up. Think about all this amazing just if you look at the lungs in a, in a sort of like one of these biology diagrams, I mean, the lungs are just like mass of blood vessels. And it's, it's quite incredible, actually. You can, you can open all of those, all those 24 branches of bronchi and bronchioli just by breathing through your nose and have, creating the nitric oxide and bringing that into your lungs and, and your heart as well. It relaxes everything. It opens everything up and it actually becomes easier to breathe in that way as well. And the other little the other little nuggets in there as well, the CO2, obviously. Understanding that CO2 is the trigger to release the oxygen. And once you start to understand how these things kind of work in a you know nice little sequence, you, you find start to find the perfect breath for yourself and kind of like the healthier, most optimal breath.
1: Fantastic.
0: That's, and that's that's na- nasal breathing. That's yeah. and it only happens with nasal breathing. If you breathe in through your mouth, you you bypass all of that beautiful network of filtration you don't get any nitric oxide buildup and you don't get everything opening up through here. You just get this kind of shallow. And remember that also um, 75% of the the air that you bring in uh, gets sent back out again. So Mm. it's, it's, it's not about the amount of air that you breathe in, it's about how much oxygen is delivered into the bloodstream and finds its way to your cells.
1: And what about breathing out through the nose or the mouth?
0: Oh look! If you can, if you can go nasal uh, all the way, that's that's the best, that's the most optimal. But then again, if you're you were talking a minute ago about running, right? Mm. So obviously, when you're running, you're creating more CO two, and sometimes it's it's actually healthier and, and easier and less strained to kind of like dump off the CO two. So if as long as you leave, if you can leave a little space for a pause, a little bit of the CO two will rise. Then you should be able to get a little bit of um, oxygen each time and just dump off the CO two. But as long as you breathe in through the nose, how you exhale is up to you basically.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah,
1: Got it. What about different uh, breathing for stress release? Any specific technique? I've learned about the box breathing which is like the breathing four seconds, hold it for four awesome. seconds,
0: yeah,
1: breathe out for four seconds, hold it for four seconds and yeah. then do that for like two minutes as opposed to just get like the system calmed down.
0: Sure. Yeah, and focus too, right? I mean, uh, this is a, a, it's shown very, very beneficial to, for example, Navy SEALs and people in this kind of like concentration or this focus-oriented task. You know, I think like, you know, for example, like, you know, this uh, biathlon where you're skiing and then, every you know, you have to calm the system down and then you have to kind of shoot the target before you can pass on to the, you know, ski on to the next place. Um, this kind of box breathing is really, really nice. But really, at the end of the day, I would say that uh, breathing that has an uh, extended exhale, like that's why we like this pranayama or the yogic breath, because the yogis have been saying all along that to stimulate the vagus nerve, which, which like slows the heart rate down, the exhale is every exhale is doing this. And um, we take it a step further uh, this. Um, its arm's universal sound actually stimulates the vagus nerve like to a certain degree like even to the 10th degree so it's really really uh calming there's a beautiful resonance inside the body as well but that actually lengthening that the exhale alongside uh with the arm that's probably the most calmest thing you can do in terms of taking a breath and I, i'll add one other little thing in there as well actual let's say I won't say breath holding, but I will say pausing. Taking a pause is actually a really, really uh, calming thing, at at least for the first part of that pause. It's quite fascinating to go through to understand that when you're breathing, 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 and then all of a sudden you just like... When I say pause, I don't mean like a hold. I deliberately didn't use the word hold because a lot of people sort of think hold means kind of grab onto something, but just pause, like and then letting go and then... Just sealing the mouth sealing the nose and just being and this is a really really good one to practice just before the bed because you get that oxygen delivery you, you get the heart rate down and you start like calming the nervous system so taking a little pause is a very very healthy thing for your breathing too
1: so the if I understood correctly it's like breathing um what's that would that be one and it's funny how that feels so good in the chest like yeah, that little there's,
0: there's a lot of science behind that too right so um like look, look I'll, I'll i'll share with you uh there's something i call the resilient breath it's probably the healthiest um most beneficial breath you could breathe people love it and it's literally i'll, I'll kind of talk through it hmm. and actually maybe those we can who do are it listening, together? yeah we can do it together as well but so I'll talk it through one one time and then we can actually just do that together. So it would be like a nasal inhale. So you're breathing in through your nose. Then on the exhale, you're, you're not opening the mouth at all. You're just sort of, you know, doing this humming or like a and then inhale without opening the mouth. And then Then inhaling again through the nose, and then same again. Mm, mm, mm. So you make the sound. Yeah, make the sound. You don't have to make a proper um sound, even just humming or just sort of like vocalizing uh, in in that chest, as you said, uh, is enough. Um, and you try and get a little bit lower. If you can get a little bit. It like this.
1: It feels fantastic.
0: Go, it feels amazing. And you get this beautiful vibration uh, through your face as well. Because up in here, the, remember we talk about nitric oxide and you're humming. It's actually increasing the amount of nitric oxide that your body's producing, uh, by a great, great amount actually. So it's, it's opening everything up more. It's hygienic because you've got, you're, you're actually closing the loop. So when we don't open our mouth and we don't get rid of that nitric oxide, it's going through your system. It's taking out the pathogens and bacterias as well. You're allowing it to do its thing. And it feels really good. Uh, the one thing, if I can add as well, I, I, I did touch on this sort of science about that. There's a there's good science. Um, if you think about a mother, right, with the child, when she when she has the the baby, you know, inside of her in her in her belly, you know, there's there's many times uh, where the mother might sing or or talk and hey, how are you? And oh, we're kicking and all that kind of stuff. The baby becomes more used to the 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 voice. And it can definitely feel the resonance of her voice. It can, it can feel that, and it's. uh, That's also why, later on, later in life, it's. If you've ever hugged someone, right? Uh, You hug someone, and if you've ever given them a hug, and it's like, "Mm," like this, like ah, when you make this noise, you you get that same vibration, you get that same feeling, and the, the hug with somebody who's kind of allowing that almost sigh of relief or that. Mm, that feels nice it feels you feel bonded even more you connect with the person it's because of this sort of um this almost like um instinct from like this would you say maternal instinct that you're it it feels good and then of course if you think about the breastfeeding of, of the child as well right next to the chest the breasts are there right on the chest so even even when you know the mother's talking and they're feeding it's it's calming and it's so there's a lot of this sort of uh, thing in play there too, just by humming or creating this beautiful sort of resonance or this vibrational feeling through the chest and actually in the head and the face too.
1: So say so for anyone listening, if you haven't done already, pause and try and do that breath. It's like it feels fantastic and it's so simple. And it's just here's
0: here's another tip too. You can find a song, you can find a song that you like where the rhythm is okay and you can just sort of hum along to the song. You know what I mean? You can breathe and you can just hum along to your favorite like song um, in the chorus or whatever and you can or whatever, however it goes and you can just do it like this. That could be another way to, to, uh, to do that as well, maybe as you're surfing or something like that.
1: It's amazing. I think yeah. for anyone that sings, they probably find this more intuitive because the feeling yeah. of singing and so on but I've never been singing I've always just been doing sports you would say so never really had that of singing and feeling that but I was actually at a yeah. wedding some years ago with a good friend and their singers and we had to sing which for me was super awkward but suddenly like it just felt so good in the chest getting something opened up and then I tried this like meditation where, where you have to like mm, um, and it's just like wow I was like for me that was like a whole new world opened up being like what the hell is this? This feels fantastic. Why haven't I learned about this before?
0: Yeah, It's an ancient, it's a beautiful thing. It's a a beautiful thing. Like, I'll be honest, I got like, we're just talking about it. I get the the hairs, I get this memory feeling there, you know, when you get this kind of memory feeling because it's a very beautiful thing. If you think about how humanity has been in various moments throughout time, um, people have been gathering around the breath. It doesn't matter if it's a, uh, you know the maoris in new zealand ah come there, come ah you know they're breathing together they're expressing the voice they're getting that resonance um whether it's at vikings from up this part of the world <sighs> <sighs> rowing the boat whether it's uh you know the the percussion playing the flutes and other wind in, wind ensemble instruments or whether it's the army yeah right <laughs> you know however you know those songs yeah. go yeah. that we're bonding around the breath we're bonding around the voice and the expression of the certain communication things there as well but the breath is the key for that synchronized breathing there's something there's something magical that happens there you know there's we can try and explain a lot of the stuff through science and we're getting better at doing that but there's just something magical about that too that we cannot explain it brings people together in a way that we don't know and that's what we need more of. We need more of that stuff, reading together and hugging and mm, all that kind of stuff. That's that's a very, very human thing to do.
1: I fully agree. And breath is also like tantric sex. That's also yep. very much about the breath connection. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go there. But of course, you know, like, that's a big part of, of the, the act of sex and having this kind of intercourse and, and uh, is about the connection, right? And uh, there's nothing that bonds you more than the bonding of your breath, especially when, I mean, not to go into details, but for most, t- most times, you are getting the chest to the chest too. So you are still getting that kind of feeling, right? You're getting that safe feeling. You're getting that connective feeling with, with, the, with the partner there. So a lot of those things are very, I mean, integral part of the whole thing, right?
1: and would there be any specific i'm sure there are specific breathings for tantric if someone is just starting out being like all right this sounds interesting sex i definitely like that part i'm not sure about all the other stuff that lean mass talked about but sex i'm in like is that like just starting to connect your breath or is would you recommend some kind of like breathing like slower or like humming together or like
0: Basically, any of those work, but the one thing I would, would mention as well is that there is sort of like, um, we go in, if we go into real tantric sort of yogic world for a second, you know, there is this kind of um, the what's known as the root lock, it's a root lock, um, and that is basically between the, gen, the genitals and the anus, mm-hmm. there's a perineum there, and that's actually uh, sort of where the you know, we call it sexual energy, and sexual energy is actually not like it doesn't refer specifically or exclusively to sort of intercourse. It's more about your life force, your energy. Your It runs up your cerebral spinal fluid and goes into your brain. I mean, this is your life force energy. And what has been found as well is that if we give this kind of squeeze, and when I say squeeze, I don't mean with your hands or anything. I mean actually just kind of lifting, lifting the perineum and squeezing Mm. that. Um, you can you can actually activate the sexual energy in this way. So that's one thing you can do on an inhale. You can sort of breathe in and squeezing at the same time on the inhale and then completely relax on the exhale. So, If I can, sorry, my hand gestures. <laughs> Hopefully yep. that's not on, off-putting, but it's kind of squeezing in on the yep. inhale and then relaxing completely on the exhale.
1: And for people that don't know that feeling... If i understand it right it's kind of like when for a guy when you have to pee and you have to hold back yes that same muscle yeah so like, exactly like how do i activate that practicing like how next time you go peeing and you kind of try and hold back i'm not how is it for women is it the same
0: uh yeah i believe so and it, it's also like a lot of work has been done now around the um you know the pelvic you probably hear about the pelvic floor floor sorry you know not being strong or in what some instances collapse so this is a very nice way to kind of strengthen strengthen that area of the body a lot of a lot of uh, females have problems with that from um you know conceiving a child and and other other things throughout life maybe injuries or so on and that actually strengthens it's kind of a good exercise to kind of strengthen all that around there all, all that all the muscles and the breathing muscles that are kind of down there for those who are listening and for you as well mate um if you really, really think about it, if you really think about breathing deep, like the great Wim Hof himself has said, breathe into your balls. You know, he's actually said, breathe into your balls. And in his typical style, he just goes and says it like that. But when you really look at the sort of the way to breathe, a deep breath has never meant like that, right? You know, take a deep breath, relax. I mean, if you think about it, a deep breath, like what I've just um you know demonstrated that's actually like a like a sympathetic it's like a, a it's a sympathetic driven breath it's usually if we're scared or if we're surprised or it's an active breath right it's an aroused breath and um when we say deep breath, we really do mean deeper down in the body and you know when you start looking at the breath and practicing this conscious breathing you'll you can even find out that you know. You know, we go from, we basically go from breathing through the mouth, then we breathe through the nose, then we start feeling the belly. We understanding that you feel the belly, you feel the chest, and you've got this wave breathing. Then you might even feel the belly, feel the chest, and then kind of feel the throat if you want to get a little bit more air in. But then when you start getting diving deeper, really like literally, you start understanding that you can breathe literally from the, the root lock. And this perineum, and that's kind of like completes this the full deep breath, so that's the that's what the true deep breath is. it's not this kind of like you know you don't you don't um see parents I don't think saying, "Okay, Tommy, little Tommy there, or Johnny, uh, take a deep breath <gasps> i feel I feel much calmer already, no, I feel actually more active when I do it like that, a deep, slow considered breath from as deep as you can i mean that's that's a high value breath and it's going to relax you for sure and give you a lot of value
1: yeah several things to try out this is uh, i think an episode where people need to block some time off in uh, in the evening as well how about cold waterly so you practice a lot of that and Mm. i've my own experience as well i love the cold water and sauna and I realized, for me at least, the breath in the mind is what makes the entire difference on whether I'm like, this is killing me or whether I'm like, this is good. This is actually, for some weird reason, really, really nice.
0: Yeah. Well, it was, it was very intuitive that you went there, you know, after, after talking about this deep breath, you know, because um, as you know, like the, the, the first thing that goes completely when you go into the cold water is the breath. And and as as the little the little Johnny or little Tommy uh, was the same thing, right? You go into the cold. Usually when it's usually it's okay up until it gets to sort of like the chest. The chest if you get really cold water on the chest, it really takes the breath away, and it can like this. Again, it's a very sympathetic driven um, like you know it's a sympathetic part of the nervous system, which is sort of like this active fight or flight, if you want to call it like this. So what we're trying to do is to control the breath, we need to lengthen the exhale. Just as we mentioned before, to calm, the, the, the best calming breath you can do is literally to lengthen the exhale. Lengthen slowly the exhale and expand the exhale like that. So lower the heart rate and then then sort of like slow everything down. And and I mean, without doubt, probably the, the most highest value thing psychologically but then you know like almost physically as well because we deal with so much stress is understanding how to de-escalate from a situation where you are experiencing stress right and that that's literally what the cold is it's stress shows itself in the same format if it, if someone yells at you the heart rate goes up you can't breathe in some cases you see someone's face go red because they're like mad or angry or upset or something you just need to tell them to breathe. Hmm breathe relax calm down so whether the person's yelling or it's a road rage or it's someone telling someone to wear a mask or screaming or whatever or you're in the cold it's exactly the same the the stress manifests itself in exactly the same way and we can we can down regulate or de-escalate that stress in exactly the same way every time and that's just lengthening the exhale
1: love it super simple Yep. Life does not always have to be so complex. That's what I love about breathing as well. Like it's free, fasting and breathing, it's it's free. It's available. It's a matter yeah. of, of learning something. We some can
0: techniques. get complex too. Oh, don't worry yeah. about that. We can really get. I mean, what we just talked about before. I mean, the deep breath and the, yeah. the, the root block and all that. I mean, it gets kind of. Uh, it can be complex, but the more you practice, the more you try, the more you experience, the more you feel and connect. Um, connect the feeling with the. What's happening inside your body? I mean, um, it becomes very intuitive, and you start to—it um, does become like a second nature thing. And then you just kind of—you kind of understand. Like the cold is a great example. Like nowadays, you, nowadays when I go to the cold, I know exactly what's going to happen. I know that the like even for me, someone who's really experienced with the cold, it'll be the first breath or two that I'm sort of like like a bit heavier. I just know. Okay, we relax we just relax now it's we've done this before we understand but the body wants to go it wants to it wants to start off all the processes it wants to give you the energy it wants to give you adrenaline and all that kind of stuff to get you out of this situation or fighting the situation but it's like no no it's okay i got remember at the start from the passenger seat to the driver's Mm. seat so i'm in the driver's seat i'll drive this and actually right now we just want to put it in park for a few minutes while we're in the cold you know
1: yeah So looking at some of the amazing things you can do with breath. Wim Hof is super famous because he's Mm. done these amazing things and he's a character. He says things Mm. in a special way so he's also fun for the media. But like when he climbs a mountain with people that have different diseases and the doctors are telling him he's going to kill them all and this is like he's a murderer and so on and then he climbs the mountain faster than most people together with these people in shorts, right? It's like what is up there like what do we know and what are some of the techniques that can kind of get you to that superhuman or like that science that's just like this is not possible these people should be dead now
0: yeah i mean a lot of i would i would say a lot of the thing um, one of the biggest value things uh, that people discover when they're practicing something like the Wim Hof method is the self belief is the self belief i mean a lot of people if you actually ask them what their worst fear is, it's, it's cold. It's, it's being in a cold stuck in an ice tea, uh, you know, falling through the ice or whatever it is. I mean, that's, that can be somebody's worst nightmare. Um, so, or, or, you know, even you, 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 when I was young, when I was young, um, we had a, you know, we had a modest little house. My mom was looking after three kids and uh, we had like a limited amount of hot water, you know, otherwise, you know, it would go cold. And in order to make sure, if I was enjoying the warm shower too much, mum would like turn the, she could actually turn one of the taps on in the house and make the water go cold. So, um, I just remember that feeling of like, I knew that it would, the shower was over when she was doing that, but it was a hor- horrible feeling to have this full cold shower, uh, even in Australia, right? Um, it just felt like, whoa. So, I get it, you know. It's it's a it's a it's a scary thing for a lot of people. But then again, um, you know, the more you do the things that you fear, the more self belief you have, and the more able you are to do those uh, those things. You know, it's the same. Again, it's the same thing. If you go on stage, you're scared. You don't want to present in front of your classmates. Um, you got the big basketball game, whatever it is. Um, the more you find yourself in those situations, the more more able readily able you are to do those the self-belief comes in so that's a one big part of the Wim Hof method but then of Mm. course the more people do that the more people actually get in the cold and they get they build this resilience towards it um you know there's amazing there's a like you know the studies for Wim I mean he found he literally was the first person uh, to discover basically that we could well, you know, we could actually influence the innate immune response in the body, which is the production of the white blood cells, uh, which is, you know, the, the byproduct of stress. Why, the overproduction of white blood cells leads to a lot of autoimmune issues and other, other, other issues in the body. I mean, inflammation could be, I mean, it's probably the one of the biggest killers, if not the biggest killer um, that we have on this planet which is why when you look at the news and it's all fear, 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 we're producing the white blood cells all the time, right? Which is why going to the Dominican and surfing and living that life, I mean, you're doing yourself, your health a uh, service, credits, you know, de-escalating from the stress and, and getting away from that kind of stuff and subjecting yourself to those things. So what, what they found with Wim is that um, basically if he, if, he, if he trains with the cold, and then does the breathing practices. What happens is that the, the what we call stress hormones, like the cortisol, the norepinephrine, which is adrenaline, and and other key markers, it actually gives a reboot or a reset to the innate immune system. Which means that the white blood cell count actually reduces, and a certain a certain white blood cell um, is produced, which um, blocks other ones as well. So it's quite fascinating, and uh, that that alone lasts for about six to seven days that response in the body so we're literally just telling people if you go and have a proper cold bath or an ice bath once a week that's all you got to do that's that's enough to uh, make sure that the your innate immune response and your white blood cell count is actually uh, regulated Mm-hmm. And that's why you're finding a lot of people that are, I, I'm not afraid to say it, healing, healing, it's a big, it's a subjective word, but healing autoimmune issues and a whole range of other uh, issues as well, where the inflammation is, is um, holding them back or, or producing responses in the body. And a lot of those things come from modern day medicines, certain inflammation in a certain other, and then it has a knock-on effect. And what we find finding a lot more now is that we can get rid of a lot of those medications and you can literally just treat the inflammation with this kind of natural natural resources in a way. Again, something that's kind of free for the us up here yeah. in this part of the world. I mean, that's maybe that's part of the problem, right? Air's free, cold's free, you know, all this kind of stuff. You know, fasting's free. And they're all really, really amazing. Everyone should be practicing all of those things. Conscious breathing, doing an ice bath or some cold exposure. We should all be doing fasting right i mean it's like an amazing all these things and sauna as well if you have a if you have a possibility to go to some of these things are just sort of part of the culture up here that's why i felt so healthy that's why i don't mm-hmm. get flu anymore don't get sick
1: it, it is some good uh, practices and once you get to do it a bit more you start to really enjoy it yeah and that that was at least my experience and most people that i talked to was like in the start it feels kind of uncomfortable but then you like how can i go without doing this stuff this is like life altering
0: addictive i, I didn't mention the adrenaline right i did mention yeah. the adrenaline so there's a little bit of that going in there and that, that gives you that buzz feeling too right mm. i mean that, plus this i mean I, I can only imagine uh, let, let's say like this in in both sauna and cold they're now looking at studies where certain heat shock pro- heat and cold shock proteins are being produced in mice where it's helping them, let's say like this, it's mitigating Alzheimer's. Mm. It's creating better synapses, which is the neurons forming and uh, connecting and, and, and strengthening the connections. So um, I can't wait until they're able to um, test this with people, with yeah. humans, and we can hopefully under, uh, like find out that this is going to help people with these kind of neurodegenerative disorders in the future as well. Plus, plus all the rest of it too. So it's really exciting, um, but we just need to get those brave people out there and, and, and money, unfortunately, uh, to, to pay for some of those uh, studies so that we can kind of like really get this, get this out there to the people.
1: It's gonna be fascinating when we, the challenge, as you say, is often that getting the money for the studies is pretty hard. But I see time is running, Lee, so uh, some quick ones as well before. Um, yeah. a notion of caution what should you be careful about in regards to breathing like where can you actually get hurt or do something bad by like all oh, right now i want to be a breath master and it's like all oh, right that's amazing this is neat. this is what you need to be careful of
0: yeah it's it's definitely we don't practice these heavy like the Wim half and those those heavier like in, in a way hyperventilation over breathing uh, techniques we don't do that around water we certainly don't want to be doing that driving to work in the morning like like this and trying to you know steer that you know anything that's hyperventilating uh, is over breathing like this huge inhale and exhale is kind of like uh, we don't want to be operating machinery or anything like that there's always a possibility that you could potentially kind of get dizzy or even in some cases out.
1: and just so a that's... quick note on that we talked about the wim hof breathing a lot yeah uh, there's an episode as well that i'll link to here where you can hear more about the wim hof breathing because that's a whole episode in itself, and like some of the stuff behind that.
0: Yeah, so that's the that's without doubt the first caution. The other one as well is that um, literally just to like to get started, it's I always recommend um, if you're just getting started and you want to go, you know, do a ten minute, fifteen minute, twenty minute practice. Just lay down. Just lay down. I know it looks cool that the yogi, the you know, in this beautiful lotus position with the the knees up and cross-legged and all that sort of stuff. And that actually is the way to be. It's a, it's a very stable position, but not very many beginners can actually find that, that, that um, pose. So lay down, relax, um, don't get – you know what I mean? Just, just be in a comfortable uh, position. Put the headphones on and then just go for it like this. Keep the spine straight as well. Keeping the spine straight and then even the neck supported Um, there's nothing worse than I got a bald head under here. Um, and there's nothing worse than my, the back of my head on a yoga mat. Um, it, after a while, it just kind of, the point the back, the back of my head, it it kind of hurts, you know, there's a little bit of a pressure. So I don't want to be focusing on that kind of stuff when I'm breathing and relaxing and meditating. I'd just rather have something small there. So it's just comfortable comfort Mm -hmm. first. And I think that's, that's probably the main warnings, like, you know, the big warnings. Uh, of course, if you have, it goes without saying that if you have any heart-related issues, schizophrenia, um, epilepsy, other such things, um, and pregnant as well, if you're doing these big Wim Hof style breathing methods, uh, just steer clear and just find the ones that are more gentle and give you mm. the value, but aren't, aren't so much of a strain or like really pushing kind of pushing you somewhere with the breath.
1: Got it. So Lee, where can people find out more about you if they're like, hey? Sound kind of nice. He had a nice Australian accent and he's Scandinavian as well. That sounds like the best of, uh, of two worlds. How can I work with him?
0: Well, the best way is uh, my website is Lee Yuan. My name, Lee Yuan, no space is LeeYuen.com. Uh Or then you can just contact me on um, Instagram too. I answer, I leave little voice notes every so often. And um, it's also Lee Yuan, one word like this. That's the best two places. And I keep people up to date with the little workshops and events that I have and online courses and all the rest of it too. So,
1: yeah. And you're currently doing once a week an online breath session in one hour, if I'm not mistaken?
0: Yeah, we do breath uh, work Thursdays is the one we've got people from around the world uh, jumping on there. We do something different. every. I don't think we've done the same one twice yet. And we've been going for many, many weeks. But then also I do these mini workshops too. Because I think there's like many, many of these really lengthy courses where it's like, you know, it costs a lot of money and it's like kind of, you know, people think that it's a lot of value to go give you a lot of content. I'd give people these 60-minute or 90-minute workshops where we kind of give a real skill within that time. Like, Hmm. for example, double your breath hold time.
1: That's why I need my surfing when I get eaten by the waves yeah
0: that well exactly exactly um so this kind of stuff and then learn to breathe through your nose in 90 minutes these kind of things where you can actually walk walk out of the you can leave the workshop and you've already got the skill that's yeah. what i'm really focused on at the moment yeah
1: great i think that's that's why i try to get with the podcast as well make it something that people go out and they're like oh, i can at least try and implement one thing instead of just being like you're mind blown but you're like yeah. where do i start yeah so I think today we definitely learned, like, the the starting is breathing through your nose, as you said. And if you want to get high performance, start with that. Breathe out longer, as you said. Try and relax. To humming. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which was fantastic. And then, of course, we had more um, stuff in. So the workshops, Instagram, I'll make sure to link to all of that stuff as well. Do you have any uh, daily habits? Lee? something I always ask my guests about as well, because I find that our habits are often what creates the longer-term version of ourselves. Yeah.
0: Well, of course, the you know the cold shower, you, you know that's the easy one to, you know, after everything we've talked about, that probably comes as no surprise to anybody. Um, I also believe that um, from the old bulletproof days, I, I like fasting. I like the fasting. Um, I do drink caffeine, so I don't. I'm not. Af- I'm not afraid of the black. Just the plan of black coffee. And I love doing a fast or or, or going, you know, doing the this, this sort of sixteen eight uh, style thing, uh, you know, sixteen hours where you're not eating and then a sort of feeding window. I find a lot of value in that. It's really good. I'm getting a little bit older now, so you want to keep the weights in the right place, in the right proportions and stuff like that. So the fasting is really good. And I'll I'll even say this doing the doing an ice bath or going to the cold in the morning fasted but with some water with a bit with water uh it's the best way to do it it's the, it's the easiest for your body to handle you know so if you're eating a big breakfast and then going to the going to the water all the blood's in your your belly so it's it, you know what i mean like it, help, it it's harder when you're when you've got a full belly or you're still trying to digest food so that's why i like to do those things so fasting cold shower for sure breathing practice every single day, some sort of uh, form of breathing practice. And um,
1: and how much time do you set aside a day to just do breathing? Like, of course you breathe uh, all day long, yeah. but.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a funny one because like, I guess for what I, what I consider like breathing, breathwork practice might be like uh, 24 hours for some people because you know what I mean? Because you're kind of switching to nasal breathing. I do use the dilators when I go to the yeah. gym, when I'm doing some cardio um but then for example last night i had to be honest with you i had a i had like a, i had some food where it, it wasn't digesting that well so i went and did some breathing practice where i was like really deep sort of yogic breathing with some um with some sort of uh, pauses in there as well and i was actually just trying to kind of like get the <laughs> get the digestion going mm-hmm. clean cleaning that up a little bit it helped a, it helped a little bit but it, w- it wasn't perfect you know um like it you know, it just made it kind of relaxed me more than anything so that I could actually sleep.
1: Yeah.
0: So these are the kind of things it's it's sort of like um I have a I have a saying, breathe breathe how you wanna live. Breathe how you wanna live. So if you wanna if you wanna live the fast life, you wanna performance and you wanna run the marathon and stuff, you wanna breathe more, you wanna get the engine running. But if you wanna relax, you wanna live that slow life, you wanna calm down, you wanna meditate, you wanna slow the breathing down, you wanna lengthen the exhales and be much more calm with breathing. So that's the way, but long, long story short, uh, I would probably, uh, I would say for breathing practice, is probably around about at least an hour a day, but that might be broken up into different hmm. 10, 10, 15, 20 minutes sort of uh, time slots throughout the day.
1: Got it. That was a lot of uh, good knockers there. If you had to uh, round off with like the final recommendation of how to live a, a happy, healthy and meaningful life.
0: What's the final recommendation?
1: Something well, you might already have said.
0: Well, I would, I would probably go back to the nasal breathing and I would, I would definitely get people to understand like the, the biggest factor in people not being able to breathe through their nose is that they feel like it's congested. Hmm. We were talking a little bit, but before we even started, we were talking also about the nasal, like, you know, the, a lot of people, actually it's almost three quarters of the population have misshaped nostrils, right? Like a deviated septum, where the nostrils are a little bit uneven, you might get better or stronger airflow through one or the other. So, being able to open up the airways and breathe, like, like in order to breathe through the nose, is like, is like a huge. uh, I don't want. I don't know if I want to say skill, but it's like it's, you know, it allows you to breathe through your nose, right? So, the easiest way to do that and the most effective way to do that. It's literally, I won't do it like the proper so that I can show you, but it's literally just doing the alternate nostril breathing. So you start with the left, so you're breathing in. Then we switch and then exhale. Then back again, in. Switching. And you keep going, kind of bouncing, like in, out, in, out, like a V-shaped. And that is probably one of the best value exercises you can do. This is a really good one, by the way, in the morning, because it'll, it'll open everything up. It's also, you know, this kind of breathing practice will calm you as well. Um, that's, that's like really one of the first things. You, if you wake up in the morning and do this exercise for maybe even just five minutes, you'll have uh, open airways and, and then, you can, then you're ready for the cold shower as well.
1: Fantastic. That's a, a super ending. Lee, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing and, uh, and bringing the health up there.
0: Yeah, mate. It's been really fun. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Cheers.
1: Thanks for listening
0: to this episode of Growth Island. Be sure to subscribe for more episodes on how to be the best version of yourself. And if you found this show helpful, then please leave us a review so more people will learn about the podcast or share it with a friend who can benefit from it too. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.